Tom. Yeah. Who would you say looks like a Jim Henson puppet that grew skin? <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. He's got like he's got a really fuzzy face. So it's just like all the skin's grown around some of the fuzz. <laughs> some of you know, some of Jim Henson's puppets do have skin. Yeah, it, but like they're not they're, they're known as creatures. They're not muppets. Uh, there's muppets and then there's creatures oh, in the right. Henson house. Okay, so the the creatures, even the ones who are sp- supposed to look like caricatures of people, yeah, yeah, are not muppets. They're creatures. They are like like um, the ones like the one from the Muppet movie. So you you're saying that Jim that Ed Sheeran is one of the Muppets specifically who had a terrible accident and now is covered in skin. Yeah, yeah. He's, okay. he's a hybrid of a human and a Muppet. Yeah, like a like a like a like a Muppet who um on on they were they were being repaired in the dark mm. and um there was sort of a leather. A, a, a load, of, a, a spool of leather, and a spool of the fel- the fuzzy felt that's supposed to make them. Yeah. And um, someone got the, ro- the the spool wrong. It's it's like right, you know the fly. Hmm. It's like if Rupert Grint was in the fly, <laughs> and a Muppet got into the transforming <laughs> tube thing. Yeah. And then Ed Sheeran came out. Was okay. Like, what am I? <laughs> You're a you're a very successful songwriter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like God knows why. That's, that's... Um, it's because he's in love with the shape of you, um, <laughs> and lady, <laughs> jink jink a dink jink jink, rapping bad. Um, that's how his songs go. Girl, I only know four notes. Here they are played sequentially. <laughs> da da. That riff is four notes for the entire song. I've counted them. I learnt the riff in five, like five seconds, and was like, "Well, this this is what it takes to get that much money." But also, like, I feel I can't help I can't help but feel like it's it's impressive that he plays it on steel drums and guitar at the same time. He plays the steel drums with his feet. Yeah, his little hobbit feet. Yeah. <laughs> Prehensile toes. He is, he is um, a, a local of the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sheeran! <laughs> Mr. Sheeran, Mr. Sheeran! Play those steel drums while you're playing your guitar. <laughs> so we can all have a, a celebration for for Bilbo's return. I love that scene where they're all dancing around in the Shire to Ed Sheeran's shape of you. <laughs> Come on, ask, come on, ask, come on, ask her out, Sam. <laughs> come on, ask her for a dance. Okay, can we please get the Ed Sheeran video and put it on and intercut it with people in the Shire dancing at that party? Just, just put Shape of You instead of the Howard Shaw score over the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Less of that, more of this! Oh, no, but you've got to think of right at the beginning, just the. Hey, Anna, Preston. The world is changing. Nah. Hate that. 
off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> Just the entire 10, 11 hours of Lord of the Rings with a shape of you on a loop. <laughs> oh, fly you fools. Dink, 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 dink. <laughs> no! That would be my reaction I too. Love your party. From the highest chasm, from the highest mountain to the lowest dungeon, I fought him. <laughs> All the way through. Can you imagine how? Like those are long films. Yeah. Those are such long films. Can you imagine doing like a Lord of the Rings marathon? Add add the extra challenge of having Ed Sheeran. (laughs) Next time, if you're gonna like, don't be a casual. And spend like, your ten hours. Like like that guy who played Dark Souls on a Guitar Hero controller. <laughs> like it's like that. <laughs> Watching all the Lord of the Rings movies with the shape of you by Ed Sheeran on a loop. <laughs> For eleven hours. <laughs> it's like going into any club. Think now. back to what we're doing all this for. <laughs> Over in the Shire. <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. Like I, 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 I disagree that it should be the entire film. I think it should only be in this in place of the Shire theme. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because you know that it's so evocative that Shire theme always takes you back to thinking about what it's like in the idyllic Shire. But if <laughs> if every single time, I'm so glad you're here, Sam. Boom, 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 I, I was saying that today at work I was watching Loose Women and, <laughs> and like there's a bit um, they were they asked the question this this is not at all a paraphrase is your vagina summer ready that was an article from Teen Vogue and it like I, I saw this because I, I, I don't know why. Um, I because I, uh, everyone was kicking up a fuss about it, mm. and apparently this article was full of good health information, mm. like uh, like actually accurate health information. But the editorial staff had given it the headline: <laughs> "Is your vagina summer ready?" Yeah, I was, that. that <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's not summer ready. That's just like. Are you hygienic? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't just, like, when winter comes, you're not just like, well, better sleep in the manure pile. The thing is, right, we're not talking about are you hygienic. <laughs> like, got got people talking about it. Yeah. Is True. your vagina summer ready? But I was like, <laughs> I, I, I thought for a while, I was like, is my penis ready for summer? <laughs> like, you yeah, know. The answer is no. Like, no. Nothing is truly ready for summer. No <laughs> British person is ever ready for summer. And by extension, neither is their genitals. Case closed. <laughs> I know, the genitals are constantly ready for summer. It's the people that need constantly to Constantly on earth. <laughs> on edge. Oh, it might heat up soon. <laughs> that I can just come out of this weird <laughs> hole I made for myself. I'm so ready for summer. Are you, body? Like, there's there's a TV show called Loose Genitals. <laughs> is your person? I love Loose Genitals. Is your is your just a three like a, a, a twenty five pound bag of loose genitals. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know when people say suck a bag of dicks? Now we know <laughs> what the context is for that. Loose genitals. Loose genitals. <laughs> Various mixed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the broken biscuits. <laughs> That's little balls on the counter. Rejects. Those <laughs> are all the penises that aren't quite shaped right. <laughs> Bag of loose. The TV show called Loose Genitals, where it's just. Loose is, your, is your body summer ready? <laughs> and like, then it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe they're talking about, like, oh, such a body and such a detrimental thing. It's not like a, oh god, like, I don't get my body, like, ready for a season to display to everyone. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> like, there's a big, massive, um, countrywide, like, every genital on, like, <laughs> like, um, genital book is like, oh yeah, I have an opinion on this that's valid. And, like,. <laughs> It just eventually everything stops because everyone realizes the article was just about like how you should be treating your body as yeah. the genital that has no control over what the body does. <laughs> so I've just thought, by the way. So last night, uh, me and Jenny was sat down, and Jenny went, "Do you think how many films called The Sixth Sense do you think there are?" And I was like. <laughs> the, the what? The sex, sex sense. sense. The How sex. many like porn parody films? It's like, there's only one way to find out. So we looked it up. <laughs> and I'm not joking. This was the most faithful fucking shoots thing that I think I've ever seen. They have. They started out that f- in in that that scene at the start of the Sixth Sense where they're at the party. Yes. And the kids bit like uh, gets locked in a room, um, and then just like instead of. So the balloon, the same as in Sixth Sense, the balloon is next to her, flies up to the top of these stairs. She goes up the up, up the uh, these spiral staircase things, yeah. uh, up to the top where there are two girls making out, um, and then she gets locked in. These bullies lock her in the in a, in, a, in a cupboard where they're just like the the effect of like. Uh, that's meant for her being like you know in Sixth Sense the kid gets attacked by all these ghosts mm. and he comes out with scratches all over his arms well she, she just sees a load of people in jeans walking past <laughs> but it's all blurry and then just like these weird phantom dicks um, <laughs> like these they're just like uh, fake what? they're fake dicks they're just being like held next to her and then when when the when the when the archetypal line came up, this is what we watched for. We, we stopped watching after that. Um, as soon as the actual sex started happening, I was like, "I'm out." Um, but like the the Just when watching it for the plot, yeah, genuinely <laughs> to see how faithful the adaptation. It was. Very it was the thing, and so anyway, uh, she's like. Uh, um, but our Bruce Willis character comes in and he walks. He walks into the house. The doors are left unlocked, and he walks up with his with his briefcase on. So <laughs> the only prop they could find for him was a briefcase to make him look like Bruce Willis. Um, and uh, he he goes up and he starts talking to her about about like you know because he's supposed to be a child psychologist, right? A therapist in Sixth Sense. And she says, "I'm ready to tell you my secrets. <laughs> I see big dicks." <laughs> I see big cocks everywhere. (laughs) 
then Bruce Willis, that Bruce Willis character. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> you can't just keep feeding us information after that. Why not? Go on. <laughs> then, our, then our Bruce Willis character has a black and white flashback where he's like, where, where the influence is, oh no, I've got a big cock. <laughs> And he's there in black and white with his head in his hands as someone goes, come on, hurry up, put it on. And, he, and he's there, legs apart, with his dick out and he can't fit a condom on his dick. And that's, that's, that's this black and white stress flashback of this Bruce Willis character when, he says, when she says, I see big cocks. And it's just like, oh no, that's me, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Why? Oh my god! 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 Statistically, they'll find one eventually. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh god, okay. I'm just I'm trying to think of other oh. Shyamalan films that lend themselves to porn parodies. I'm really lightheaded after that. <laughs> Devil, the one with the wooden lifts. Oh shit, was that Shyamalan? Yeah. Fucking hell. It was indeed. I was thinking Lady in the Water. Oh. oh, oh I, man, I, 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 I was just I was just thinking the last bender. <laughs> The happening. You don't really need to change the it. last, oh. the last ass, the last ass bender. Does that work? Water, air, fire, ass. <laughs> you reckon Yeehaw is like how do you do? Is in in cowboy parts. You how? Yeehaw! I think you how you do how <laughs> you how yeehaw, Tom. What? Yeehaw! You just started talking then, and. I'm saying, no is yeehaw if you like. Right. If you, if you say like. I'm sorry. Is yeehaw or is ye not? <laughs> we'll find out more at six. Um, like, if. Western news. You know how, like. Uh, right, weird one, but um, someone says. You're you're a hapeth, right? You're no. you're an apeth. No say, one has right? ever called me an apeth. No, I'm going to call you an apeth now. You're a daft apeth. That's what you are, right? Mm. That. Oh, it's the past version of ape. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> a daft apeth is it's it's northern slang. It's northern English slang for um, daft, meaning is stupid, and apeth is apenny's worth, which is half a penny's worth. Okay. Right, which means you're useless. Yeah. So, like, is yeehaw? <laughs> to go back to my original point, <laughs> it does yeehaw mean you're how you doing? <laughs> no. 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 I don't. What do you think, think it is. means? I think it just means yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I think it just means. Um, it's like it's like of, um, I like this. It's like Mario slang, right? Woohoo! 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, woohoo! Or, um... Yay. Yay. Or huzzah. Yeah. Others are available <laughs> at your various stores. Yippee. Yippee Kaye. <laughs> New Orleans. Yes. Like New Orleans. <laughs> no, 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 no. No? That's a city. Newark. <laughs> Newark. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Just like that? Rio Janeiro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like it when, when London. I like I like no, it's L- London. London. Yeah, I like it when people tell me how to pronounce their um, location names that are blatantly wrong. <laughs> like like Worcestershire, right? Yeah. You are you live in Worcestershire. <laughs> I will I will point, accept yeah. Worcestershire. Yeah. Is right. That- we in Northampton, we have um, Towchester, or how it's actually pronounced, Toaster. Yeah, no, no, you, that, that is what? that is Towchester. There's, there's missing syllables. Yeah. <laughs> just the forgotten syllables of Toaster. It just they kept saying it too quickly, and then eventually the middle bit just came out. Welcome to Norlands. No, there is de- there are two distinct words there. If you put a gap in something, it it if you don't want it to be called New Orleans, yeah. you should take the take the space away. Stop putting a space bar in there, and people will stop calling it New Orleans. <laughs> I think it's French, isn't it? Yeah, which at which point it would be called New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fair. it would never be called Norlin. <laughs> Hello, my name's Norlin. <laughs> Don't touch that toy, it's Norlin's. <laughs> Don't touch my toys, I like my toys. All, all toys are Norlin. <laughs> all toys belong to Norlin. <laughs> The great god of children's pastimes. I'm sorry, Terry. You simply have to let go of your bear. It's Norland's now. <laughs> That's right. It's mine. Norland's. <laughs> All consuming Norland. We give it as, as tribute every year. Remember, <laughs> your favourite toy must go to Norland. Norland is the size of a planetary mass now. <laughs> <laughs> I attach it to me back. Like... Like a weird Galactus baby <laughs> that only cares about fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a there's a there's a weird like fairy tale horror in there somewhere. It's like the baby from Spirited Away. Yeah, like That's the baby from Spirited Away. Oh yeah, the big one. Yeah, the big big baby. Big baby. Play with me or break your arm. That baby. From Spirited Away. That's a weird bit of that movie. It is a bit weird. All of them. That movie is a <laughs> I mean, weird bit. That's a weird bit of that. That movie really starts with her movie. with her parents being turned into pigs. They yeah. don't get much more weird. And I, I don't know. Like at that point, because I was on board with everything Spirited Away had to offer at that point, that was the weird turning point for me in that <laughs> film. I was like, Big baby can't be dealing with that is 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 the big hotel thing that they go into bath, in spirited way bathhouse what bathhouse well whatever mm. like there are more than just baths there i distinctly remember people sleeping in there in the baths in the baths do they all sleep in baths yeah. oh, i didn't know it's, it's just it's just a bathhouse it's a bathhouse for spirits yeah. right in spirits is it like hell though is it supposed to be hell no cuz it no. seems like ev- everyone there has a has their own vice it's like uh, one a film. 
it's um, well, I think in Japan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like bathhouses were sort of you know like a front for prostitution, right? In like uh, old Japan. Mm. So that's that's what that is. Essentially. It's it's a brothel. Kind of, yeah. Why is all the, well, the spirits there washing up? Because they're just having a good time. The spirits there to get clean and stuff, and that's that's why Jahiro's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna clean you up. Oh, who? Mucky river spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a strange film. But anyway, the big baby in that film, that's what set me off. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. Not the chilly fire gang in Labyrinth. Like, <laughs> the nope. bit in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> nope. This is too much whimsy. I am out. I am out. Nope, no more. <laughs> um, this is too much. Uh, so westerns, guys. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, how, how are we feeling... I've never. I don't. I the only one I've really seen is Johnny Guitar. Oh. Um, yeah, I watched that once and that was all right. He has a guitar. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> Does it play a big part in it? Um, not particularly. It's it's more like he. It's kind of a background thing, and he walks around with a guitar. Mm. But then everyone tries to kill him, and so he doesn't really have time to play the guitar. <laughs> like instead, he's just <laughs> shooting people. It's. <laughs> And then there's a woman there, and she goes, "Oh, Johnny Guitar, I don't like you very much." And then, and then she does after he's <laughs> killed some people. <laughs> he comes back and says, "I killed for you." <laughs> well, I was looking for her because he's like, "Oh, I'm an independent man. I've got my guitar. I don't need like ladies." And then at the end, suddenly he does need ladies, and the lady suddenly needs him. And like all westerns, it does come out of nowhere, and it's always like the girl going just like, "Ah, that." was pretty good killing and then they kiss <laughs> like after he says something like I like ham on my bread and then they kiss it's like that's my understanding of westerns currently oh god I, I think if I if I ever saw that film it would not live up to that <laughs> like, oh, yeah. um, westerns are good uh, like, apart from like you know the the, the weird racial undertones oh yes uh like the the, the racist undertones i should say um uh it, it is strange like i got i, I watched good the bad and the ugly a while back um you know set during the revolutionary war mm. um and uh it's um it's it's a very good film i can't i can't i can't you know i can't take that away from it um i then was like oh maybe I used to not like I, I used to not like westerns at all, mm. really. Um, and then I watched Good, Bad, and the Ugly, and I started watching a couple more. And um, uh, I was like, oh, maybe this genre has something to it. Maybe it's just you know a, a different kind of fantasy, an acceptable fantasy for people who are, who are rooted in reality. Uh, who a, a, a genre in which frontiersmanship is acceptable and 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 uh, independent vigilante justice is 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 acceptable because it's you're paying back only what people give to themselves there is a sort of like one-to-one uh call and response everyone gets their desserts and everyone gets their kind of like what what's coming to them if they're a bad person and then i kind of read some more books about it and then they were mostly about like the apache chief leading me through the desert because to the to the, to the incan gold and i was like 
Maybe they are just still racist. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really. I mean, Westerns, they're all right. Like, I, I, think, I think they've had their time. <laughs> they've had their time in the sun, that's, <laughs> they've that's had, for sure. They've had their time in the sun, definitely. I mean, it's all sun. <laughs> uh, it's all desert and shit. Yeah. But uh, I, I watched The Magnificent Seven, the cinema, yeah. a few years ago. And the the remake, not the original, the, the one with Chris Pratt in. And that was all right. I mean... We can't really relate to any of it now. No. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the Magnificent magnificent Seven Angry Men, right? It's like a, a weird sort of <laughs> just seven people arguing with each other in a house. No, 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 no. Like, it's, it's Magnificent Seven. There's like, there's a town that's in trouble. There's like a whole army there, like a private oh, army terrorizing of? the town. And then um, uh, Denzel Washington Does big is, shoot at him. is hired to put a team of seven men together to, to protect the town and and that's it's it's essentially a bug's life <laughs> yeah <laughs> a bug's life is a western movie uh which which i, I think is much better that like because that's what's happened to the western genre it's just sort of bled like the whole their frontier justice yeah justice. it's it i mean like, let's be honest it is mm. blend it is bled into the fantasy thing yeah. right like you don't get fantasy films but um like you know what's closer to a western right uh let's say like john wick mm. is a western for sure right mm. but what is actually closer to a western Fast and the Furious, something you'd associate with Western, like it's it's very real-ish, right? Everyone's in cars and have guns. Yeah. Or Twilight. Or Twilight, whatever the two, the second one is, right? Where there are constant showdowns, there are like these male uh, characters that go away uh, having been shunned from societies and then return to them. Um, like the, the justice is, is met out in the shadows and in the, and in the light between various uh, factions. Like fantasy tropes, are, well, Western tropes are in all films now. Mm. Yeah, but the the guy in Fast and the Furious, he wasn't a vampire. He wasn't a vampire, you're right. Imagine if he was. That I think that might be the next step. <laughs> Fast and I think either Fast and Furious goes goes Furious. one of two directions here, right? If if I'm if I'm an executive, uh, which I am, um, and <laughs> I have to make a decision for the Fast and the Furious uh, movie franchise, which I do, um, I would decide it has to go one of two ways, either. Some of them are vampires. It's like conspiracy, old times conspiracy time. Mm -hmm. um, or they go so fast they go back in time. What if the guy, the main guy, could only choose either fast or furious? What if they all? What if they all got given that? Yeah, that that, 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 that <laughs> choice. Have to make a choice. Because at this point, the main guy died a while ago. It main point. It's very much an ensemble film now. Oh, okay. Um, so I think they all get given that choice. 
whoever chooses Furious is is made into like d- degenerated into f- raging husks yeah. that are constantly <laughs> trying to smash things and whoever chooses fast become gets, vampires because d- they becomes, have super speed yeah that yeah. is true they become they, but they can become like time vampires like the uh, <laughs> like the, uh, the, the 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 weeping angels from Doctor Who oh god yeah um, that's really cool uh, they're like they're trapped between seconds uh, and they're they're constantly flitting around going too fast and then they come they they, they clash but eventually they realise that the wizard that cast this spell on them has to die there, there you have it officially Fast and Furious is now a western film the Fasts <laughs> and the Furiouses because we've, <laughs> because we've made We've got two factions. I just like the idea that in a western there could be a line which is just like <laughs> wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. That could. That, I mean, we we definitely we've definitely pitched fantasy westerns before. Oh, there's yeah. there's one on the list. Is there? Yeah. We, we pitched that one where um, where Odin was the bad guy. <laughs> oh shit, was that? Fuck, well, that was a western. Yeah, that was a western, yeah. yeah. It was Daniel Christ. Craig and that girl from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, because... Uh, oh yeah, R- Rose Leslie. Yeah. Like, yeah, because... Oh, I remember that. Because yeah. we pitched, like, solid westerns up until the main pitch. And it was, like, <laughs> and it was a, fantasy a fantasy movie. Film. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, what would you say are, are tropes of westerns? Because, like, it's, it's easy to do the obvious ones, right? Like, where it's, like... Um, these kind of male uh, power fantasy figures, mm. fast on the draw and all that stuff, and they don't talk much, the man with no name sort of stuff, mm. um, stroll into a, a place where they're not well regarded or whatever, and then they... Or uh, they are in a community where they are well regarded, right? Like the whole paint your wagon thing, right? Mm. That's a Western movie. Uh, mm. Seven Brides seven bribes for mm. Seven Brothers. Uh, a Western movie. Weird! Western movie. I want to point out. I haven't seen it myself, but I've had the synopsis uh, told to me by uh, Lives Pitch very own Je- Jenny Garner, and um, uh, there's a shotgun wedding in that. Yeah, I've seen Lives of Pitch. No, like, I have seen. Lives <laughs> yeah, we're here. Also, yeah, I've also seen Seven Brothers. Seven Brothers. I like it a lot. I, it's a very good musical. It makes me happy. They they fight. They do. Uh, on a building site, and they dance and on a log, and it's so cool. But they they dance on a log also. Then. One of the brides gets, but isn't a bride. One of the the women gets pregnant, and then there's a lynch mob. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they have to flee. They sorry, they, no, they don't flee. They kidnap all the all the women. Yes. And take them up into the mountains where they have a shotgun wedding, <laughs> so that they can't be lynched when the lynch mob eventually <laughs> catches up to them. <laughs> Is this accurate? Is that yeah, accurate? that is essentially what happens. Okay. This is set in the Wild West, yes. not yeah. now. No, this is yeah, oh. set in the Wild West. <laughs> they flee up into the mountains <laughs> and have a, have a shotgun wedding that'd so be, the lynch mob can't get them. incredible Shyamalan-esque twist. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the village. It's the village. <laughs> it's just now. So the first trope that I've kind of noticed in Westerns is... There's always kind of the wise prospector slash barman, and they're always quite elderly. Mm. Yeah, and they wear kind of a an old dusty hat, and like they usually go and it's just like, "Hey, what can I get you? Here's some information about our town." <laughs> and then there's someone like there's like someone who kind of comes over and goes like, "Oh yeah, you better not talk too much, old man," <laughs> and then pulls out a gun on the old man. 
<laughs> then the hero has to like go, don't pull a gun on the old man. And then the bad people go, we'll be back for you. They leave. Don't kill him then for some reason. And the old man goes, wow, thanks. You really showed them who's boss. It's good to have you around town. Or, people... or more likely goes, you shouldn't have done that. Now yeah. you've just made it up worse for the rest of us. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're the bandito guys, the the a- angry young men who have been terrorizing us for ages. Mm. I was I was about to make the joke of, oh yeah, I love that scene from Bugs Life, but I'm pretty sure there is that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you shouldn't have upset. You shouldn't have stood up to the grasshoppers. Yeah, I was about to say Hopper doesn't pull out a gun at any point. It's, it's, <laughs> he pulls out his big foot though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Bugs, Bugs Life is literally a western. I think. I think it's an adaptation of a western just for insects. It's yeah, no. It's it's an adaptation of uh, specifically the Magnificent Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like it goes and it goes and gets a seven, whole bunch yeah. of seven cookie c- circus characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except there is the twist of. They don't know they're here to fight. Yeah, <laughs> they think they're here to perform. Yeah. Fox yeah. Life is a good film, isn't it's it? It's a great movie. The video game is just as good. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it's such a good video game. You grow seeds. Like, there's one level in it which is a bit lame, but the the soundtrack is great. And, like, you, you grow seeds to get to other places. It's got really nice platforming. Oh. Is, it, is it Randy Newman as the, the soundtrack? PS1? I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was on yeah, PS1. Bugs Live. It's a Bugs Live. We, we gotta to worry because we're the going in strife because the grasshoppers here. They're coming to eat us. You know, you know what? You They'll are eat all about the that elderly song. and all the feet. But you've almost got the lyrics right. Like that's that's how hilariously what like on <laughs> on the nose right in the new minutes. <laughs> bugs life. What's a bug? It's a bug's Little life. Bug. We're not oh, happy. No, we're yeah. full of yeah. strife. Yeah. Randy, Randy Newman's incredible. I that. completely erased that song <laughs> from my memory. I was only asking. I didn't actually know he did it, but that seems like the sort yeah. of film that Randy Newman uh, would have done. He, he goes, "Was a bug." Little bug. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> how. That's the theme song. There's also uh, the opening of I think it's Meet the Fockers or something. Yeah, where it's just like it, it, he must have just read the script and got incredibly lazy because he's like, <laughs> they're gonna get married. <laughs> They're gonna get married. Wait and see. Cheers, Randy. That's the plot. I wanted to do that with four films. It's like... gonna leave Tatooine. <laughs> get accosted by the Empire. <laughs> then escape and blow up this space station. But then they'll come back again, stronger, and then he'll be his dad. <laughs> Wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> and then me, like, oh shit, Randy was right. Watch out, you're going to meet them. You're going to meet the parents. <laughs> They're angry, and one of them's scary. But you're going to meet the parents. They, you, you are an awkward man. And they're, they're skeptical of you. Meet the parents, wait and see. <laughs> it always ends with wait and see. It's like, oh, you don't believe me now. You don't know what to but do. <laughs> Just trying to think of what. They ain't 12 furious, they ain't 12 suspurious. They're just 12 angry men. 
<laughs> Sitting in a room discussing a trial. <laughs> they Wolverine think he's the guilty or not. <laughs> they think he's he's guilty, but wait for a while, cause this man thinks he's innocent. <laughs> Just you don't know. <laughs> Wait and see how your two hours will be spent. <laughs> Waiting to see <laughs> these twelve angry men. The child's on the bed. <laughs> There's a ghost inside. A ghost inside. <laughs> <laughs> you wait and see. <laughs> one at uh, one point, her mouth gets wide when she is sick all over the place. Oh, wait and see. Just wait and see. There's a kid from Earth, a green woman, a raccoon, a tree, and a big guy. Are they gonna do it? Wait and see, the guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> okay, so from Joe Thompson, we've got Bull Boy. Bull Boy. Mm-hmm. It, I, I was thinking about this during the last pitch, and I'm guessing it's Cowboy. <laughs> like, it's a play on those words. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bull Boy. I think... It's, it's like Hellboy, right? It's like it's, it's a guy who has horns like a cow. He's mm. born with horns like a cow. This, you know, you know the kid. term "raised by wolves." Yes, the mother went through like exceeding pain during mm. childbirth, and then the father was like, "Oh, you put you put her through too much pain. I'm gonna put you with the cows where you belong." <laughs> yeah, and like he throws him by the horns to add insult to injury. <laughs> the cow catches the small child to save it from dying, and then it's raised as one of its own. Yeah, and then eventually, like, because like the cows aren't treated very well in this village. It's a village full of like really like bad folk, as you can probably tell. I mean, yeah. I mean, cows aren't treated very well <laughs> in 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 the West, but like proper <laughs> bad. Yeah, like there are just like oh man, they just come up and like there's this guy who stabs them with a snake just for fun and then walks <laughs> off. And come back. <laughs> so I'm I'm thinking like we take that backstory for like a sort of man with no name character who goes from town to town saving he's got this big wide brimmed hat yeah. and then sometimes he takes it off and there's <laughs> horns. horns they call him the bull boy he's got like a ten he's like one of those ten gallon hats and you know how ten gallon hats they're really wide brim mm. and then they're, they're over the top um, it has a divot in the top mm. it like goes up and it's big and then it goes the down a bit. Is like the divot, huge. yeah, the divot is massive, and you can see that it's these two. It's space for these two horns. What if he wears three cowboy hats, one for his head and two slightly smaller <laughs> ones for his horns? Or he could wear, you know, the Jamiroquai album. Ah! <laughs> or just the, the Jamiroquai logo. <laughs> the, the, the fluffy thing with the horns outside. Oh my god, yes, please. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, he's got a range of hats. What happens in <laughs> That's the film? What we're saying. <laughs> Every shot, it changes. 
What happens in the film? Who's but, who's Bull Boy? I think it's Michael Sarah. Yep. Okay. Uh, yes. I get that. That totally yeah. works. Totally works. I have a list of I have a list of actors yes. right in front of me. Um, <laughs> this is why I Also, this he's he's the exact definition of a man who you could still call boy. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, he go. I think I think he just sort of stumbles into a town. Uh, yeah, he's day. he's out walking the plains, right? Mm. Just munching on on blades of grass <laughs> and sort of charging people. It's, <laughs> no. It starts off with like you know there are those moments where someone's like tracking someone. And it starts off with a shot of them like picking up some sta- sand and like doing through things. It's just a dramatic shot of someone picking up some grass and just pushing <laughs> it in their mouth. There's like, there's um, the opening of Fury Road where he crushes a lizard and then eats it. But he's he's being um he is being kind of accosted by some guys on the road mm. and then uh um uh it's, it's just some like some kind of hicks they're gonna try and hang him oh, yeah, um yeah. uh because they think he's the devil he just charges them because everyone he meets at the devil uh, everyone he meets on the road mm. it, uh, thinks he's the devil because mm. you always meet the devil on the road and he always has horns mm. right so doesn't doesn't help that michael sarah's got cloven hooves as well um and uh, <laughs> he's, he's got hooves. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like balls do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought he was just a kid with horns. He is, but he's also got hooves. Okay. Um. So, anyway. Does he have hands? Yeah, he's got hands. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's just, you know, he's like a centaur. Okay. Not like a centaur. Uh, what are they called? Minotaur. Fawn. No, the fawn. Fawn. Yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, Minotaur's a good one as well. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's not that hairy. But, like... And he's, he's not that well built either. It's Michael Cera, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but um, anyway. Lanky bull boy. Yeah. Man. So anyway, he's about to be like strung up. Uh, and in fact, he has been strung up. He's, he's like there being beaten and, and, and stuff. And he's been strung up on this tree. And then um, the guys all turn to leave. And then there's this woman uh, comes riding past on the road, played by, um, uh, what's her uh, name off Doctor Who? And Nova from, uh, or, uh, no, not Nova, from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Karen Gillan. Yeah, Karen yeah. Gillan. How could you forget that? <laughs> Every uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> Karen Gillan, she comes past. Uh, she's riding on, on, on this white horse. Mm. Um, she, she like, has a cowboy. She's, she's you know, dressed like a rancher. Mm. She um, uh, spins up this, this pistol out of her hand and, like, shoots down the, um, like the end of Good Band, the Ugly, Shoots down the uh, uh, bull boy from the from hanging and runs over these these hit guys who get sent off flying into the into the uh, into a ditch or whatever because she her, her horse just tramples them down mm. and then but she's wearing this like um, she's dressed like a rancher but she's got like this red under undercoat like this this red overcoat on like mm. a, a a dust coat um, and she's that, that's floating out at the back and he just like look, looks at that and he spends the rest of the film following this red rag <laughs> <laughs> running up this we is red like material as soon giant, as he sees it he's like i've got to get that it's like a giant silhouetted sunset of her running across the horizon and then being chased by this little boy with <laughs> That's the rest of the film, and he's like he's running, and he's running himself ragged, like he is on foot. She's on on a horse, he's on foot, but he's just charging and charging and charging, just massively. Like you can see this dust coming up from the back of him because he like he, he he's running so fast, um, like keeping up with this horse. Uh, but every time you know 
he gets to the next hilltop she's disappearing over the next horizon and he keeps going and going and going um and eventually i think he gets to like she stops in a village and he's trying to pass through Mm. but there's something going on in that village that he puts a stop to uh almost by accident uh i think he ends up uh because he's running so he's tired yeah he trips up his horns stab through the back of the local bad bandit guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the whole town's like, oh my god, you've saved us. We'll look past your differences. Yeah. Uh, as in the horns and the hooves. And welcome you into our community. Uh, but then he says, well, all I care about is following this this girl. Have you seen her? And, she's, and and uh, the old man did that, that was mentioned earlier in the tropes discussion. Um, the old man at the, at the saloon is like, "You don't want to get messed. You don't want to get messed up with uh, uh, it's, uh, Sam Elliott." Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get messed up, mixed up with uh, that Karen Gillan character. She's uh, <laughs> she's into some bad bad business. <laughs> um, <laughs> What was that? I kind of went more, more. What's his name? The diabetes guy. <laughs> oh, Wilfred Brimley. Wilfred Brimley. But he was he. Wilfred Brimley was in something we looked at recently, wasn't it? It was uh, the Star Wars Christmas special. Yes, <laughs> he was in the Star Wars Christmas pre- special. Um, no, it wasn't the Christmas special. It was. Uh, uh, the, oh, Ewoks no, it was the Ewoks movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ewok uh, Endor movie. or whatever it was called, uh, ba- the Battle for Endor, the uh, Ewoks movie or whatever. No, it wasn't the, it wasn't the Battle for Endor. It was something else, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Ewoks. Anyway, Ewoks. yeah, but it, it was Ewoks something movie. Anyway, <laughs> um, it was an Ewok. It was a Star Wars spin-off about Ewoks, and it was a fantasy. <laughs> it was film. also not a Star yeah. Wars spin-off. It was just but a fucking fantasy film. Was. Yeah. Anyway, Wilfred Brimley's in that as a grumpy old man, and so he's like, "You won't get, want to get mixed up with that uh, Karen Gillan sort of uh, gal. She's a she's a dangerous dame, and you know, uh, until you, uh, she's going into some. Uh, I don't know where she's going, but she's going to a bad place. <laughs> keep, keep going because I, I like the idea of, of him talking like that. Uh, while at the same time having an undercurrent of just <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, like, no, well, no I just think he slowly peters out to it and then like the important question is just like where where is she going <laughs> I'm sorry I, could you repeat that <laughs> and there's another old man going a slightly younger man going I can take you there if you want to go <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take long before they all descend into that. It's like it's like Wilford Brimley's gone into this, and then Sam Elliott, slightly younger, is going like, "I can take you out there and you're here." And then and then John Goodman's there next to him, going like, "Hey, don't you worry about them. Uh, they do this all the time. Uh, don't worry. I can point you in the radar." <laughs> Right. And so you've got this, like, have... you've got the humming of these three old country men. So, Tom, if we could have you on John Goodman. Uh, you... <laughs> I'll be Wilfred Brimley. What, what, which one does that uh, He's the... <laughs> and then uh, you're John Goodman, who's the hang no, no, here. I'm, I'm John Goodman, oh, yeah. Sam Elliott. Sam, Sam, you're Sam oh, Elliott. So I'm kind of the middle ground. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
in the ghost mines. You will find the map in the ghost mines. The ghost mines. We can only tell that if the three of us assemble together. <laughs> We're the elders of this village, and that's a secret that only you have heard. <laughs> you okay? That's a, that's a fantastic scene. <laughs> 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 Who'd have thought walking into a saloon <laughs> would get you such magic? <laughs> so they go, so he's heading off into the ghost mines. Uh, no, not the ghost. It's not the ghost mines. It's it got to be like the something cowy, right? So it's like the old ghosts ranch. Okay, the dead milk factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's a slaughterhouse. It's the oh, old, no. the old yeah. slaughterhouse, Shit. the old abandoned slaughterhouse in the ghost town. Mm. Um, and so he goes over there to, to that place. Place is is absolutely um, swarming with bandits, right? Probably people who are um, the kind of bandits who have been were, were troubling his hometown at the start, mm. and were probably part of those the hicks who were on the road, whatever, like. Um, they were gonna. They were gonna. They were talking about this main bandit played by uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, um, and he's uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Sort of, uh, uh, um, he's like he's got a Bruce, Bruce Willis vibe to him. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't like this. I don't like this bald guy. You say he, you say he, he, he ran you off the road. <laughs> Uh, with a with a ghost woman, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, he totally ran us off the road. I didn't know what was happening before. I we were just stringing him up, and then he looked at us with those big devil eyes, and then uh, suddenly, I don't know who's playing this character. Your boss is his devil. I'm <laughs> apparently, I'm in the wrong field. <laughs> apparently, I'm in the wrong field. You're not in a field." <laughs> Am I not? Oh, that lady blinded me so good. I, oh, I think I'm constantly in fields when reality I'm several. I'm in a, I'm in a slaughterhouse. Oh, jeez. My perceptions are wonky. <laughs> so anyway, this hilarious goon moment happens for a bit. Um, and then uh, eventually... Uh, so, so uh, Bull Boy's sneaking up on this on the slaughterhouse, mm. and these guys all think that he's like this devil who's coming, an avenging spirit, right? Mm. Um, but Bull Boy's like sneaking up to, on the slaughterhouse, and he sees Karen Gillan with a back to, again back against a fence or a back against the, a house that's you know kind of a, a surrounding the, the the collected houses of this ghost town mm. uh, with the with the slaughterhouse at the centre of it. And she's like sneaking up on them. She's going from house to house. Anyway, this this bull like charges towards her. Hey, hey! Thank you for helping me. And obviously, totally blows a cover because um, he goes in like a bull in china shop. And um, uh, <laughs> a bull boy in a china. Yeah, shop. like she's hiding in. The, she's hiding behind this counter in this old china, uh, this pottery uh, so, so shop. So what's Karen Gillan's reason for being? She's there? got a vendetta against um, uh, against Kiefer Sutherland. Is that where she just lives then? In the slaughterhouse. No, no, she, he, his gang operates yeah. out of there. Oh, She's okay, hunting right. him down. She's, okay, cool. Um, so Kiefer Sutherland's gang. Yeah. There's a showdown in the slaughterhouse. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, but like, but Bull Boy, old Michael Serra there, mm. he um, 
breaks her cover by by tr- accidentally stepping on a, a, a piece of pottery in this in this shop this pottery shop that he's he's, he's in because he's, he's trying to chase around like oh, thank you for saving me and like i'm in love with you and all this he's built this up up this relationship with her when actually she just sort of like you know shot him down from a from a tree mm. um and uh she's she's he blows her cover and then she's like get the hell out of here and then like she gets in danger because she's he puts her in danger but then he gets her out of it um because he basically rams three people off the roof um <laughs> of the, like you know one of those balconies that these yeah. those, those those like places always have and, and they go they go falling into the horse trough yeah uh covered oh. in covered in poop oh. or whatever and then um I yeah hate manure i think there's that big old showdown and uh eventually uh, they are like Karen Gillan says. Well, you know, I don't. You're still kind of weird, but I'm I'm going my own way. But like, you can go back to that uh, that place and tell them that you you saved them from all the bandits. Um, and then he does that, and then he like they, he lives happily ever after in this in this village cool. that he was in last time with all the with those elders who mumble. <laughs> and that's the that's the film. Yeah. Karen Gillan goes off and to, for another 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 water fight. She she sort of she doesn't have an arc as such. She's a force of nature. <laughs> I don't think anyone does really. In, in Bull, uh, Boy. Bull Boy has a bit of an arc. He yeah. learns that he's a bull and he can do bull <laughs> things. Um, Karen Gillan, on the other hand, is a force of nature and she just carries on looking for more bandits to have vendettas against. Uh, doesn't learn anything, and um, that's the way she likes it. Yeah. There, there is a. <laughs> Bull boy, got horns on his head. Going from town to town, drinking all around. He's the bull boy. You'll oh see. yeah, wait and see. <laughs> wait and see. <laughs> wait and see. No bulls, please. Bull boy. No bulls, please. Wait and see. Bull boy. <laughs> bull boy. 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 Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Life's of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.